Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's charts. We got number one BTC at $45,280.71, up 1.4%. <clears throat> Ethereum at number two, $3,297.98, up 0.97%. Cardano at number three, $2.39, down 1.71%. Tether at number four, $1. Binance Coin, number five, $400.80, up 2.28%. XRP, number six, $1.7, uh, 0.44% up. Solana, number seven, $166.34, up 3.78%. Polkadot at number eight, $35.75, up 0.64%. Dogecoin, number nine, $0.23 down 1.52%. And last but not least, number 10, USD coin, $1. <clears throat> Let's take a look at the crypto fear and greed index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. And when investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for correction. So we got fear at 30. Yesterday was fear at 44. Last week was extreme greed at 79. And last month was greed at 71. All right, so let's take a look at today's articles. There are five. Article one is, why is Ukraine doing an El Salvador and making Bitcoin legal tender? Article two, Elon Musk names his dog after an obscure cryptocurrency and prices immediately surge. Article three, beyond Satoshi's Bitcoin, the next poster child for blockchain is in your pocket. Article four, rise in institutional demand for Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto products as Grayscale steps up its game. And article five, how to write off crypto losses on your taxes. All right. So before we get into the articles, I just want to say welcome. Uh, Thank you so much to all my supporters and all my listeners and watchers. Uh, You can catch me on the podcast realm, either on Apple, Spotify, or Google. Uh, if you do, please leave a rating or review. It does help the channel. And if you're in the YouTube space, uh, check me out at Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Uh, leave a like, share, and subscribe. It does help me out. So thanks again, and let's get to it. <clears throat> Article one is, why is Ukraine doing an El Salvador and making Bitcoin legal tender? Last week, Ukraine legalized cryptocurrency in a near unanimous vote, and it looks like the former Soviet bloc republic is taking things a step further by making Bitcoin legal tender. Legal tender refers to a lawfully recognized means of exchange to settle a debt or meet a financial obligation. In other words, if enacted, Bitcoin would have the same status as a Ukrainian hervenya, meaning paying for everyday things with BTC would become possible. El Salvador made history as the first sovereign nation to make BTC legal tender last week. However, the rollout has not gone off without a hitch, something Ukrainian delegates will be well aware of. Ukraine wants to reinvest and reinvent itself as a crypto mecca. It's reported that Ukraine's President Zelensky has sent a team to El Salvador on a fact-finding mission to aid his plans for crypto adoption. Cryptocurrency has become something of a political football for President Zelensky, and judging by last week's unanimous vote to legalize it, it's one of his fellow politicians' support. According to Professor Vichelev Yevgeny, the president hopes to bring in a dual currency system featuring both Bitcoin and Hervinia 
by the beginning of 2023. He even broaches the possibility of BTC being pushed as the dominant currency of the two. <clears throat> Yevgenev said Bitcoin and Ukraine are a natural fit, adding that his fellow compatriots are ready for financial revolution. And given the country's history of turmoil, the people even expect upheavals. <clears throat> the words come in reference to the frosty relationship Ukraine has with Russia. Yevgeny said Bitcoin could be the driving force to step away from Russia's overbearing influence. It has a young population eager to move out of the shadow of its noisy neighbor and shake off the financial chains which have restrained it for so many years. <clears throat> With the many commonalities between Ukraine and El Salvador, including a great desire for financial change, President Zelensky and President Bukele have formed a close personal relationship. They have been in constant discussion, sharing ideas, plans, and thoughts on the future financial positions of their nations. So El Salvador has Bitcoin snags. As much as Bitcoin is held as a greater and financial equalizer, its path to legal tender in El Salvador hasn't been smooth far from it. The most notable uprising came from the IMF and World Bank, who voiced resistance to the move. There was also protest with the public calling for repeal based on the view that cryptocurrency isn't for working people. All of these things culminated with the Shivo wallet app crashing on the day of the launch. President Bukele took to Twitter to say its servers couldn't cope with the traffic. <clears throat> for a few moments, it won't work at Shivo wallet. We have disconnected it while increasing the capacity of the image capture servers. The installation problems that some people had were for that reason. We preferred to correct it before reconnecting it. However, a week on, and there are reports that the app remains buggy and sometimes unusable. Taking into this consideration, President Zelensky has his work cut out. But on the plus side, with over a year to go and being able to draw on the experiences of El Salvador, Bitcoin as legal tender in Ukraine may be an altogether more polished affair. So there you guys have it. What do you guys think about why Ukraine is doing in El Salvador and making Bitcoin legal tender? Comment down below. And if you think Ukraine is on the right path. All right, let's take a look at Article 2. Elon Musk names his dog after an obscure cryptocurrency and prices immediately surge. So Elon Musk has caused a spike in the crypto market again, this time by naming his dog after an obscure currency. The Tesla CEO's grip on cryptocurrency shouldn't be understated. Having proven his influence with the even slightest tweet, for example, Bitcoin fell 4% in June after Musk tweeted the Bitcoin hashtag with a broken, heartbroken emoji and a meme about Linkin Park. He's also attracted criticism from the likes of Anonymous, saying his flip-flopping opinions on Dogecoin and other currencies show a clear disregard for the average working person. Floki has arrived, he tweets. Yesterday, September 12, the SpaceX founder shared a photo of his new Shiba Inu puppy. Floki has arrived, he wrote, with followers noting the connection to the Floki Inu currency. Just a day later, <clears throat> Floki Inu hit an all-time high after a 150% surge, with Floki Shiba and Super Floki seeing similar increases. It should be noted that while they've seen impressive spikes, these are not lucrative currencies. Floki Inu is worth just 0.0000326 cents, with none of them coming close to the 2,000 most valuable as per coin market cap. Yo, Elon has been on 10 minutes. You posted your dog and this coin up 150%. One of his followers replied to the moon. Another wrote crazy. When you tweet something, a lot of people are going insane. A third wrote. 
Mr. Whale tweeted, Floki coin has surged to all-time highs and is now up over 250% after Elon Musk tweeted a picture of his new dog with the caption, Floki has arrived. During a Q&A session on Clubhouse earlier this year, Musk responded to his controversies regarding Dogecoin's market volatility. Occasionally, I make jokes about Dogecoin, but they are really just meant to be jokes, he said. But fate loves irony. The most entertaining outcome is often the most likely and arguably the most entertaining outcome. And most ironic outcome would be that Dogecoin becomes the currency of Earth in the future. So what do you guys think about Elon Musk naming his dog after an obscure cryptocurrency and prices immediately surge? Have you ever heard of the Floki Inu coin before this story? Comment down below and let me know what you think. All right, let's move on to article three. <clears throat> Beyond Satoshi's Bitcoin, the next poster child for blockchain is in your pocket. Though Bitcoin was created and first created in 2008, most of us had never heard it until 2017 when it had its first meteoric, meteoric rise to nearly $20,000 per coin. More people were then made aware of this revolutionary technology when Bitcoin made its historic bull run from 10000 to over 60000 in the span of six months from 2020 to 2021. With the advent of Bitcoin, its creator Satoshi Nakamoto also gave us the gift of blockchain. The distributed ledger technology essentially lets millions of people contribute to the same Bitcoin network by lending their computing power for the purpose of verifying transactions while being rewarded in Bitcoin, otherwise known as mining. In the midst of cryptocurrency having its meteoric rise to fame, NFTs have now entered into the running for the face of blockchain technology. So far in 2021, Billions have been spent on NFTs, and they only just hit the mainstream market at the beginning of the year. Both of these technologies succeeded for various reasons, but fundamentally, they exist because of blockchain's ability to bring a near bulletproof level of verification to the age of the internet. This is due to the unique way a blockchain stores data. Essentially, each new block of data connects to all the blocks before it in a cryptographic chain in such a way that it's nearly impossible to tamper with. All transactions with the blocks are validated and agreed upon by a consensus mechanism amongst the entire network, ensuring that each transaction is true and correct. Total Network Services Corp, founded in 2019 by blockchain innovator Thomas Carter, is a group of people who understand the potential of this technology and find opportunities to infuse blockchain where its unique abilities are needed to create a more sustainable and efficient technological environment. One of the biggest industries that have the need for verification and improved security is ICT, specifically as it relates to supply chain and device management. So what does that mean exactly? It's the phone in your hand. You're probably reading this article from now. It's where we do our banking, consume content, store sensitive data, manage our schedules, and communicate with loved ones. With over 5 billion people using mobile phones and average users spending over four hours a day engaging with apps, smartphones are the number one target of malicious actors. So then the obvious question is, why not bring the power of blockchain into this space? Taking a technology known for its ability to provide verification and pairing it with an industry that has the most to lose from a lack of security. Okay, blockchain could help, but where would the solution fit into the ICT ecosystem exactly? And how would you get adoption? Answer, don't reinvent the wheel, just attach it to the car. 
Starting in early 2020, TNS approached the Telecommunications Industry Association with a concept referred to as the Enhanced Mobile Equipment Identifier, EMEID. The EMEID is based on the MEID, a globally unique 56-bit identification number for a physical piece of mobile station equipment. Globally administered by the TIA, MEIDs typically show the manufacturer code and the equipment serial number. The number is permanently affixed to the device and used to facilitate mobile equipment identification and tracking. Assignments are coordinated with the International Mobile Equipment Identifiers, IMEIs, uh, to enable global roaming and harmonization between 3G, 4G, and 5G technologies. TNS's concept was to attach the MEID to a blockchain specifically designed to support ICT supply chain security. If an MAID is attached to a blockchain, a globally unique digital token can be created that can represent any associated physical or digital asset. This token would be referred to as an enhanced MEID. Tokenization is the name of this process. When attached to a blockchain, the MEID documentation capabilities expand to include hardware bill of material, BOM, software BOM, and software remediation activity. This additional capability can enhance an organization's hardware and software supply chain visibility, component provenance, and internal change management processes. TNS is also partnering with Ripples on this endeavor. Their interlife spatial engineering technology adds time-tagged geolocation data and geofenced functional management capability to the enhanced MEID solution. These additions can dramatically improve security measures and provide near real-time operational options based on the location of the associated asset. An organization, for example, could disable software running on an EMEID provision piece of equipment based on its geolocation. As part of our collaboration, TIA has allocated up to 32 A1 blocks of MEID numbers to TNS. That's 35,554,432 numbers. These can be tokenized to create 33,554,432 individual enhanced MEIDs, E-MEIDs. Pre-assigned MEIDs can also be tokenized through a post-deployment blockchain registration process. TIA is leading the way on ICT supply chain security with the development of the first ever global supply chain security standard, SCS 9001, that specifies verifiable and measurable criteria and uses a process-based quality management system to verify trusted suppliers. TNS, as a participating member of the SCS 9001 supply chain security standard development process, was able to identify how the EMEID could collect five of the 11 recommended supply chain security measurements in the upcoming standard. That is why we have explained and extended our collaboration to include four industry partners to demonstrate how to apply the EMEID to four specific ICT industry relevant use cases as part of the SCS 9001 pilot program. The pilot partners are NIVID IT, Internet of Things Management for Smart City Deployments. Two, Com Sovereign, Sovereign, Com Sovereign Wireless de Device Deployment and Management across US government, military, and commercial networks. Three, EIM Sensor, Virtual Asset Management on Smart Televisions and Other Light Emitting Diode LED Displays in the Hospitality uh, Industry Sector.
and for Com Sovereign Virtual Net Netcom Saguna Networks Edge Computing Solutions within the computer industry sector. So, what do you guys think about this uh, topic about Beyond Satoshi's Bitcoin? The next poster child for blockchain is in your pocket using IoT's Internet of Things. Comment down below and let me know what you think about that. All right, uh, before we get into the next round of articles, I just want to say thanks again for your support and your continued uh, interest and request about cryptocurrency and the articles. I've been reading up on the analytics and the comments, so thank you again so much for all your help. Uh, please continue the train by just liking, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, if you're in the podcast space, just please leave a rating and a review. It does help me out a bit. All right, let's keep going. Article four, the rise in institutional demand for Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto products as Grayscale steps up its game. The cryptocurrency market has hooked the interest of many investors and it could see another wave of large scale adoption making way. However, this could not just be due to the price volatility of the cryptocurrencies, but also the impending decision of the regulators on various crypto products, including the exchange-traded funds, ETFs. The growing number of inflows within the space has been a telltale sign of people turning to crypto to secure financial risks. According to CoinShares Digital Asset Fund Flows Weekly Report, nearly 40% of the past week's inflows to digital asset investment products were allocated to instruments tracking altcoins, whereas $97.8 million was invested into crypto investment products between 30th August to 3rd September. Out of these inflows, $38.9 million was invested in altcoin products. Meanwhile, the report estimated institutional asset managers currently represented a total of AUM of $62.5 billion combined, close to the record level noted during mid-May of $66 billion. Grayscale has been dominating the space as it represented 73% of the sector's AUM. Growing its list of products with different altcoins seemed to align with the company's expansion plans before the US SEC approves the first ETF. Grayscale Investments is also the world's largest digital asset manager with nearly $50 billion in AUM. However, as the asset manager awaits approval from the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, it recently announced three of its single asset products have become SEC reporting companies. These included Grayscale Bitcoin Cash Trust, Grayscale Ethereum Classic Trust, and Grayscale Litecoin Trust. These assets joined the league of Grayscale Bitcoin Ethereum and Digital Large Cap Fund Trusts that report to the regulators, with regulator financial statements and disclosures, and comply with all of the other requirements stipulated in the SEC Act of 1934. Meaning all six offerings will now be regulated to publicly traded companies on national bourses such as NASDAQ or the New York Stock Exchange. This was the result of rising interest of investors in not only Bitcoin but other crypto assets too. As highlighted in CoinShares report, according to Michael Sonnenstein, CEO of Grayscale, the SEC reporting companies have opened Grayscale to a wider audience of investors who are typically used to seeing that when they think about making investments. With interest among institutions climbing higher by the day, the asset management firms like Grayscale may take the opportunity to pocket this interest with more range of crypto products. Uh, 
So what do you guys think about this rise in institutional demand for Bitcoin, Ethereum, crypto products as Grayscale step up its game? Comment down below and let me know what you think about Grayscale and their actions and their moves right now. All right, let's take a look at the main topic for today. It is how to write off crypto losses on your taxes. You can use your bad crypto bets to offset the taxes on your other investment gains. So one of the big downsides to cryptocurrency is the dizzying price swings that can decimate your investment. But there's a silver lining to take a big hit, tax loss harvesting. Due to a quirk in the way the IRS classifies crypto, you can strategically sell your crypto at a loss, repurchase it before the price rebounds, and use a loss to offset capital gains taxes on your other successful investments. Here's a look at how it works. Crypto is considered property, unlike stocks or bonds. Since the IRS classifies the cryptocurrency as property, the rules for selling it are a little different. One quirk is that wash sale rules don't apply to crypto which means that you can sell and buy back crypto without having to wait 30 days, as is the case with stocks. This is where crypto investors are at an advantage. Without the 30-day rule, they have more flexibility to sell their crypto at a loss, then buy it again before the price ticks back up. The advantage to doing so is that you can use the recorded loss on the sale of your crypto to offset capital gains taxes on the other investments, which is known as tax loss harvesting. Capital gains taxes are triggered anytime you cash out an investment, and then they can be quite hefty, up to 37% if you sell within a year. Buying the crypto back before the price goes up means you can have the best of both worlds. You'll be able to write off the loss and still realize the upside if the price jumps way up in the future. For example, a $50,000 crypto loss would offset $50,000 worth of gains from the selling stocks, which means you wouldn't have to pay taxes on those realized stock gains. The other advantage is that tax loss harvesting can be carried over into future tax years if it's not used up in a given tax year. Of course, there are risks. While crypto loss harvesting as described above is considered legitimate by the tax professionals, it's operating in a bit of a gray area as the IRS has not issued a definitive ruling on the wash sales exemption for crypto. Since the IRS has been cracking down on crypto in other ways, the wash sales rule could change in the near future. Before you make any transactions for tax harvesting purposes, make sure the rules haven't changed first. Also, as CFP Jeffrey Levine explains to CNBC, same-day crypto sales carry some risk as the IRS could still classify them as a sham transaction that lack economic substance. So it's a good idea to space out the sale and purchase at least a bit. A day is more than sufficient, says Levine. I'd feel more comfortable defending that to the IRS. Plus, there's always a risk that you won't be able to repurchase cryptocurrency at the same price you bought it. Even if, if it's only a day after you sold it, crypto is volatile and has experienced 10% swings within a single day. And lastly, due to the intricate nature of tax loss harvesting, you'll need to keep good records of your transactions and seriously consider enlisting the assistance of a tax professional, as they'll be your best insurance again against running afoul of the IRS. So what do you guys think about this, how to write off crypto losses on your taxes? If you're a beginner and you're new to the crypto space, have you actually hired a crypto tax accountant or are you going to do this all on your own comment down below and let me know what you guys think all right before we head out uh let's take a look at the prices one more time 
Number one, BTC is $45,264. Ethereum is $3,289. Cardano, $2.39. Tether, $1. Binance Coin, $400. XRP, $1.07. Solana, $167. Polkadot, $35. Dogecoin, $0.23. USD Coin, $1. And there you guys have it. Um, I hope that you guys had a lovely day listening to the podcast and watching the videos. Again, if you can, please leave a like, share, and subscribe. It helps me out so much. And uh, I do these podcasts and these videos for you and me to learn about the cryptocurrency space. So again, all of these news and updates will be unbiased. Some are going to be for crypto and some are going to be against but i hope you guys do your due diligence and do your own research until the next one have a great crypto day and see you in the next one peace